Hello everyone, welcome to another podcast. This is Rami, your host. Today I'm very excited because I'm sitting here and I'm going to talk to Corey McCain, who's the CEO and founder of an amazing app company. We're going to get into it. But if you like what you see or you learn or listen, please share with other people because we believe that we all can learn from each other. That's why I'm here. That's why we bring these people here that you guys can learn from. But Corey, welcome, man. Appreciate it, man. This is a gorgeous studio. Right? Oh, thank you so much. I thought, I thought we were going to do a little room. I walk, there's like a guy with a camera here, got an audio engineer. I'm like, no, thank I you. I want to dress a lot better if I know where Man, it's all good. It's yeah, all yeah. about the story, man. And the story, you know, the dress doesn't define you. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Well, yeah. you're good. But tell me what's going on, man. I, I heard about your, yeah. your app and you're, you're pretty young. Yeah, I mean, pretty young compared with the, the with your career, like with you, what you have yeah. done. Well, I, th- I mean, I'm pretty young relatively, but I feel like this these days, like there's kids that are like 20 years old that are you know making millions of dollars a year already. So and I'm 29 now, so I'm like, I don't know. I feel like I'm at the later stage of this new <laughs> era of like success. So um, all my good friends are in their mid 20s and just like crushing it. So it's really like a good really? motivator for me to be like, well, I'm only 29, but I'm also like. Okay, but they're only 22. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm doing doing, doing well, but we got a ways to go. Are you originally from Austin, Texas? Uh, my dad's from Houston. Um, my parents met in L.A., and my mom's from Washington, and they kind of just chose one of the two. They chose Washington, so I'm from Washington State. Um, West Coast my whole life and moved to Texas finally about uh, two years ago. So, really? How you like yeah. it? Uh, minus the humidity, it's <laughs> awesome. It's the best city the in heat. the country. The heat, The heat's just gross. In the summer, um, I, I was telling you before, I, I wear shorts because I, I get too yeah. sweaty. I just can't do it. So, like, around November, I start putting on the jeans and I get to wear my long, you know, long outfits. But, um, yeah, besides that, it's it's the best startup city in the country right now. It's amazing. When did you decide that you're going to be an entrepreneur? I, I saw the stuff ago. that you have done and <laughs> yeah. I said, this guy is a hardcore. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I basically failed my... Um, I ran a B2C, we were just talking about a social platform. I ran a B2C social uh, fitness like kind of marketplace for about four and a half years. Um, essentially, I got out of college and I was like, well, why isn't there a platform where personal trainers and uh, like can sell their fitness programs? And I was like, I thought it was weird that like Ooh. I wanted to buy a bodybuilding program and I'd have to go on Google to find this plan. So anyway, I spent four and a half years building out this p- p- platform. We had uh, 400 trainers. 800 fitness programs you could filter through them you could buy them wow. it was really cool but it wasn't making any money so we finally launched it we got a few months in we made a couple grand and like i just realized that it was just kind of a cool app it wasn't really like a business that i could grow and scale and raise venture capital with so um we basically just pulled the plug and i switched to the b2b route which is what we're doing today so oh you just focus on the b2b right now now we're b2b yeah i mean i have friends every day messaging me saying hey i would love to use that app like where can i get a program at and i'm just like Guys, we're B2B now. You have to be a coach or a client or a gym. Um, so the public can't use the app anymore. I wish they could. We can. We could turn that on in any second, but it just doesn't make us any money. It's so. not as scalable. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And so. what I always say this, that if you can't scale it, you don't have business. Exactly. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I would love to have my friends go on We Drive and be able to follow a workout and track their data. We, we, might, we might turn that on in like a year or two, but it would just be me paying for server costs and 
them having a cool app that they can use. How did you come up with the name? I really like the name, We Strive. What is the philosophy with that? Yeah, so we actually were called Perfect. It was a P-E-R-F-I-C-T, and it was FIT capitalized. It's like perfect. Um, But it was spelled wrong. So like, it's not the word perfect, it's perfect. So SEO-wise and uh, like Google and iOS-wise, like you're going on... You're going to the app store on your iPhone and you're typing in perfect and it's like, did you mean perfect? And then you have to respell it. And so it's really annoying. And then when I'm talking to you, I have to spell it out loud. And so um, not only that, but we didn't want to limit ourselves into just fitness. Like what if we wanted to go into nutrition or to health? So um, I kind of just like scrapped the name and I was like, well, we need to start thinking of a new name. And then um, I noticed in a lot of our pitch decks, we said, uh, we're striving for this. I'm striving for that. I was like, well, I kind of like the word strive and it's not really used in a lot of contexts. Um, and then we also like the idea of like a community, like you have a, a gym on our platform and all of your trainers and all of your clients and all of your coaches are all in one spot. So I was like, well, why not? We strive. Somehow it wasn't taken anywhere. So we just, that's unbelievable. We just dibs it across the board and we went from there. So yeah, it worked out. That, well, that, that's, yeah. the, that's the nice name. Yeah. Like it's, it. it's different, it's scalable and you know, yeah. and you can apply it anywhere. But mm. You know, you've been working on it for seven, eight years. That's seven I, years, yeah, yeah. Seven yeah. years. How 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 that experience been so far? Yeah, I mean, it's it's really annoying to think about it like that because I, I think I think about it every day because I'm literally just like you've been doing this for seven years. Um, thankfully, we're at a point now where like things are going really well and we're scaling and we have a bunch of big partners. But um, if you take me a year ago and you're like you've been doing this for six years and it's like we're making you know a couple hundred bucks a month and we're trying to grow this you know, broken B2B platform and it wasn't working. Um, we figured things out thankfully and now we're doing well, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's been a really cool, uh, roller coaster. Like when I look back, it's, it's weird to think that I was in college when I started this and now I'm like in Austin, Texas on a podcast with you talking about how we're in a B2B software company. It's just like, it, I never thought I would be here. I got my accounting degree. I was like, I, I, competed in like weightlifting competitions i I was never a ceo (laughs) like it just i don't know i don't know how i don't know why this is actually amazing because you know we we talk about entrepreneurship and you know know, i've been entrepreneur for more than you know 28 28 years or whatever but but you know everybody thinking that being an entrepreneur is just is a sexy fancy name and Mm -hmm. you know you're gonna have everything overnight but as you experience that you work like seven, eight years, nonstop. You got mm-hmm. to the point, I'm sure, that you said, that's it, man. It might not work. Yeah, I've pretty, been yeah. there. i done <laughs> yeah. it. And then you want to throw the towel and say, I'm done, dude. Mm-hmm. You know, and you, you knock any door and no, nobody opened the door and mm-hmm. you still kept on going. What made you to keep on going? What, what was that really like a spark? What yeah. was that? I don't know. I'm a little, I think I'm a little crazy. I think, I don't know, <laughs> at that point, um, we all, <laughs> yeah, well, it's funny. So my, my development team is over in Eastern Ukraine. I've been with them for like five years or uh, Western Ukraine and, um, been with them for a long time. And, uh, they're always just like, I don't know how you're still going. Like it makes no sense because they were with me towards the end of my, <clears throat> excuse me, B2C app when I failed. And then I was like waiting tables and door dashing and everything to switch into B2B so I could pay for it. And they've been with me for the whole journey. They're just like, I don't understand like how you're still doing this. And I don't really understand it either. I think I just love it. I think I just love like, I love like the months where it's like, okay, we don't have enough money to pay our developers next month. How are we going to get the money? And then like the next week, a buddy of mine that sold his company will call me and be like, Hey, like, can I put in 50 K? And I'm like, cool. And like, it, it just, I love the ebb and flow of like the negative and the positive every day. Like I'll, um, 
like on Sunday, I, w- I went to bed last week and we had like three trainers just randomly cancel. And I was like, why would they cancel? But then the next day, two of them resubscribed because they didn't mean to cancel. And then we got seven new signups. And I'm just like, I just love that. Just like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just weird. It's like addicting. Like if I had a boring day every day, I don't know what I would And you know, do. and uh, as you know, Corey, that uh, being an entrepreneur and you've been in the, that shoe for a while that sometimes you want to give up. And as you said that, it just kept you going because of that challenge. Mm-hmm. But not everybody take that challenge. Yeah. And, you know, some people, they give up right right before they're going to be successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For the money, for personal motivation, all of that. What made you, beside that you said you, don't, you like the, you know, the challenge, everything, mm-hmm. just, what made you keep going and, you know, just, just yeah. keep pounding it? Well, I like that you said that first part because on my on my home screen of my phone, I actually have that. It's that graph that guy made where it's like nothing, 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 and then it's like success, and it just like at the very end of the graph, it like shoots up. That's what I always think about is like the next step is going to be the the next one that like gets me to the next. Um, sorry, the like the positive outcome. Um, but I mean, I to your point, I, I've turned like the money. I've turned down multiple really really good job offers. I actually had a guy in the fitness space offer me equity to be his head of operations and they just raised like 10 million dollars they're crushing it and he's he also offered me to buy my company and i turned him down um i don't know i just really believe in the product which is what pushed me to keep going as i knew that like i knew what we were doing i knew who we were doing it for and i knew we could do a better job and so i kind of just put kept pushing um and you know money's money's great it'd be great to make 100 grand right now which i definitely don't um but at the end of the day, like, do I want to make a hundred grand for the next 20, 30 years and then retire? Or do I want to build something massive that I can like, you know, potentially have an exit for or like influence people or be on podcasts or be on like, you know, Ted talks or whatever. Um, and I just think that's just way more impactful and important to be able to like leave an impact instead of just have a job. So I don't know. I can't see myself doing anything else. I don't know. Yeah. You know, I, I was actually reading your website. One of the things that really caught my eyes was that, you guys, you keep saying that you're going to change the world. You're going to help other people to change their lives mm-hmm. by giving the right tools, which mm-hmm. is your app. You know, we strive is a great tool and platform for personal coaches and mm-hmm. regimes to help other people as, mm-hmm. a, as a new tool. And that's that's very, very rewarding. But, you know, you started it pre-COVID mm-hmm. and then you had the COVID. Mm-hmm. How that help you? Like yeah. it help you or hurt you? And because now everybody actually going more toward online, mm-hmm. even though the COVID is kind of over. Exactly. But, you know, people is still, they are in that mindset yeah. that let me go online. How how you guys you, you deal with that? Uh, COVID, COVID was also another example of like an ebb and flow. So like the, the positive of COVID, I mean, obviously COVID was terrible, but the positive for business like us is that a lot of coaches kind of woke up and realized, oh, I need to have an online solution. Like I can't just be strictly only in person. Um, a negative is that, all these coaches just use zoom, which is free. So they were all like, well, you can't leave the house. We don't need an app. You're just going to watch me on zoom. Um, that obviously didn't last forever. So as soon as zoom ended, they came over to us, but, um, but yeah, there, there was tons of just like, obviously gyms are shutting down. So, um, you don't have a lot of gym owners using software anymore. Um, but then the positive of that is that now that we're working with gyms, we actually part of our pitch deck and our presentation to gyms is saying like, Hey, if you ever, if there's ever another COVID outbreak, if there's another any outbreak that pushes your gym, um, you know, offline essentially, we can take your entire gym in a few minutes and make it a remote business. Um, so it's like a positive that we can offer now as like a, a perk for these gyms. So 
Um, yeah, I mean, there, there was there was so many different negatives and positives that every business owner had. Uh, I, I can't really complain too much because like I didn't have my business shut down. I didn't like lose millions of dollars. I wasn't one of those gyms that like had to literally close their business. So um, yeah, it could have been way worse basically. And you say. you guys, you're in the phase of raising money for the VCs or? Yeah, so we're doing a seed round right now. We've got like 300,000 uh, 300, closed, about 200K soft closed. So just trying to raise like a million dollars right now. Um, basically just go putting that towards developers, uh, hiring account managers, sales leads and all that stuff as we, uh, as we kind of scale. How is your experience dealing with the VCs? Because, you know, uh, I hear, yeah. I hear yeah. horror story. I hear good stories yeah. and we, well, I, I dealt with them too, you know, but mm-hmm. what is your guys or approach? Because most of them, you know, they kind of invest in you mm-hmm. as a leader, as yeah. a founder, as where you see where you're going. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because as a, at, at the end of the day, the application is the application. Of yeah. course, it's important to be scalable and make money. Mm-hmm. But the, the human aspects of the deal is, mm-hmm. is a lot. How, what is your experience with the VCs? Uh, I agree. I mean, I feel like I'm a pretty good person and a good CEO. Uh, yes, so you like, are. <laughs> I appreciate, appreciate it. So I, I've never experienced a negative, um, the other side of that, where it's like, we didn't invest in you, invest in you because of you. Like they always invest in me because of me, I feel like. However, like I said, our business has always been scaling. We're still, we were still figuring things out and now we have it kind of figured out. So previously <clears throat> they would be like, well, we love you, but we don't love your business right now. So now it's kind of like, okay, we love you still. And now we're seeing your business get some traction. Now we want to put a check in. So, um, previously I definitely had some bad experiences. It's actually funny. I just had a situation happen. So, um, I had this VC out of Houston schedule a call with me. I did the whole due diligence thing. We go to call two and one of the associates canceled on me three times at the last minute in one day canceled, rebook, canceled, rebook, canceled, rebook. And then he shows up five minutes late for the fourth call, didn't apologize, went on his thing. And then I do a fifth call with their like head of something. And that guy cancels on me last minute too. And I just get pissed. So I tweet about it. I was like, I didn't tag the fund, but I just said, I'm so sick of VCs. Like they don't care about my time, whatever, blah, blah, blah. The managing partner of that fund actually found it. He, he DM me on LinkedIn and now he's going to put in a hundred K check. <laughs> so, uh, it actually worked out. So, um, I, I don't know. I, I guess I found better success dealing with the individual angels or the individual partners yeah. of a VC fund than the fund as a whole. Yeah. yeah. I had the same experience. Angel investors is much easier to deal with mm-hmm. rather than venture capital firms. Exactly. You know, it's, it's, it's I don't know. It sometimes can get, you know, gets very brutal. Mm-hmm. But right now, as far as, you know, your, your application, any, like a box gym or any small gym or owners, they can they can use it. They yep. can sign up. And how how, does, how is that process? It's just yeah. So uh, predominantly, we've been just in the independent coaching space. Um, we realized that that wasn't that scalable. Like it was scalable, but like they're paying us seventeen to hundred bucks a month. It's not that much. So um, we spoke with some gyms and realized that our software was actually great for gyms. So we actually launched um, in private beta a month ago a full gym software as well. So right now we have about four or five gyms paying us to use the software, and then we're going officially live later next month. Um, so any gym right now, whether you're a small box gym, independent, you're a 100-location LA Fitness, any of you can work with us. And we like to name ourselves like the training all-in-one tool. So you might have a software that we're partnered with um, in the front end where that you check into the gym, you have your staff schedule. But the moment there's any sort of fitness whether it's a workout, a progress tracking, uh, messaging your coach, we handle that entire aspect for you. 
Um, so kind of like the training side of your gym, basically. I was again, I was reading your website and you, uh, you uh, brag about your team a lot. I love my team. Yeah. <laughs> Not brag about yeah, yeah, it in yeah. the good way. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, I, I really like that, that yeah. you really admire their hard mm-hmm. work and everything else. In your opinion, mm-hmm. how important is a team? I know their mm-hmm. team important because yeah. I am personally a big believer that mm-hmm. your people are the most important asset of your organization. Yeah, absolutely. They can yeah. make you or break you. Mm-hmm. Your people are, are not the number. Mm-hmm. You cannot treat them with a the number. And you have to take care of them yeah. and make sure, you know, at the same time they're doing the right thing, you do the right thing as well as a mm-hmm. leader. How you manage the team, and I know you said you are young, but you, you have enough experience, you've mm-hmm. been there, done that. How you manage the team and how you value them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love my team. I think, I think my worst quality as a CEO right now that I'm getting better at is knowing when to hire someone. I'm very much like, can I cuss? Okay. Oh, oh yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. Oh I'm, yeah. Come I'm, on. I don't know. Yeah. I'm very much like a fuck it. I'll do it myself kind of guy. Like I'm like I'm like a. Do I need to hire this person or can I drink a little less Saturday, wake up early Sunday, and work for four hours every Sunday and then take that role over? That's kind of. I've taught myself SEO, analytics, like website building, like our whole webflow, WeStrive.com. I built that whole thing. Like I I can handle all this stuff. So I'm like, do I need to hire for that role? But I will say, once I finally hire for a role, I'm very good with working with my team. Um, I'm really believe in uh, being able to have a full open communication. So our Slack channel, everyone's connected to everybody. Um, I have a dev team in Ukraine, as I mentioned. I've got a VA in the Philippines, some employees in the U.S., uh, analytics person in uh, Colombia, SEO guy in Brazil. Like we're all over the place, but we're very connected. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. I think the team is insanely important. I realized a long time ago I can't do this on my own. Um, but, but, yeah, I'm not very good at knowing when to hire, but once I do hire, I'm extremely good at being able to manage that person, make sure they have the right tasks, follow along their journey, and trying to help them learn and be a better employee, basically. You know, this is, you just mentioned something that most of the entrepreneurs, they really don't mention based on my experience, Mm -hmm. you know, because I've been around the neighborhood enough, and they say that if you hang around barbershop enough, you probably you will get a haircut eventually you know i don't have any hair to get a haircut but (laughs) (laughs) i know but i've been around the barbershop a lot you know a lot of entrepreneurs that i've been dealing they not actually admitting their flaws Mm -hmm. like you just admitted that and i have it too trust me you know a lot of as a lot of entrepreneurs they they don't want to be a micro manager but they just say okay i'm going to do it myself because no one can do it better Mm -hmm. than me in some cases that might be true. Mm-hmm. But some cases that you got to let it go because yeah. I always say this, and this is for you guys to you know listen to it, your audience, that the moment you fire yourself, mm-hmm. like that's the moment that you feel that you're going somewhere you're scaling. Exactly. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. I always yeah. tell my staff every day, try to fire me, mm-hmm. try to fire me. And they said, oh, I said, I, I don't know, come up with something, get rid yeah. of me. Yeah, yeah. get rid of me you know and then they're constantly trying to fire me mm-hmm. and then when <clears throat> that mentality is going on in the, any culture of the company then you see it okay i'm doing something good because mm-hmm. you know you might be you know have more important tasks to focus on rather than sitting and doing seo and we can all learn that mm-hmm. you know you might save a couple of hundred bucks a month or a thousand two hundred but mm-hmm. as a you know outsourcing it or you focus on thing 
else, that would be that would be a different story. But mm. this is this is amazing, and thank you for sharing that because mm. a lot of people did, you know, like I'm too trusty. That's one of my f- flaws. Like yeah, yeah. I want to help everybody, and I got to the point that, like a, last month, I said, I want to learn to say no, mm. because. I have limited time. I can't really help everybody. I mentor people. I do this. I do that. I say, I can't really help everybody. You know, I, I just got to, you know, stop and learn how to say no. And I'm learning that. And it's, 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 it's helping. It's yeah, helping. Yeah. But I'm sure, you know, you, you have something to work on for, you know. I definitely do. <laughs> All the time. This, this yeah. year. But, you know, but where you see that we as Thrive is going. yeah. Like your your projection for the 2023? Yeah, so um, it's a lot of stuff <laughs> is about to happen. So um, right now in our independent coaching market, we're doing about 50k a year in subscriptions. We're processing like half a million a year in revenue, and uh, in the next three months, we could easily 10, 20x that um, just because of the gym market so powerful. Um, we've got a partnership with the largest gym conglomerate in the world where they have about 19,000 gyms. They, they do all the software for LA fitness, YMCA lifetime blink, et cetera. Um, and we sign an agreement where we are their exclusive training partner. So in every gym that they run front end software in, we strive will be the training arm. As I mentioned earlier, where we handle the progression and the workouts and all that. Um, so that goes live late November. Uh, they have Great. a massive army of gym. They're going to be sending us. They've got, I mean, at any point, they could send us a hundred location gym like that, and all of a sudden, we've you know twenty x our MRR. So, um, I feel like we've been in the independent coaching space for so long. I mean, we've been kind of like getting ready for this. Like we're, I am more than ready for a massive, uh, massive uh, expansion. You're ready to scale. I'm so ready. Like I've got, I've got all the employees I'm going to hire. I've got our funding round coming out. It's like I mean, I'm just. I'm like, let's let's go. So we're how yeah. easy is to onboard a, like a new gym? Like, is it mm-hmm. like not right now? I'm sure you have that process. That yeah, as you said, you're gonna scale. Is it easy? Like today, they sign up, but next day they can be live and up and running, mm-hmm. or you they, know, they can be live and up and running right away. So it's uh, it's all automated. But don't get me wrong, though. I know, like for example, we have a like a working partnership with LA Fitness right now. We're trying to like you know get those gyms going. It's like it's been a long process, but like let's say that Lifetime Fitness signs up with us in. December, it, it could easily take them like eight months to get all of their locations on board. I, I wish it was as simple as they sign up and then they add all, you know, 100 location managers, they add all of their coaches, they add, that's not going to happen. Like I know it's going to be a long process. And I brought on a lot of um, mentors and advisors that have been in B2B sales and partner sales and channels and all that stuff uh, that have just told me like, hey, just be realistic about it. It's not going to happen overnight. Um, but to answer your question though, yeah, any, any gym at any point can just sign up, add their coaches, have a full administrative, uh, backend for their gym and then add all their clients and be off to the races. So it's like, uh, it can take a few minutes if you want it to. So. And then I, I look at your, your pricing structure mm-hmm. for like a, like a gyms with, you know, if somebody has more than hundred clients, that would be a custom plan, right? Mm-hmm. That you guys need to, uh, uh, more than a thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, more than a thousand. Yeah. So we basically, uh, our, our structure is really easy for pricing because it, it's the same whether you're a coach or a gym. It's just a little bit skewed. So if you're a coach, your first client's free all the way up to you pay $250 for unlimited. If you're a gym, uh, your first 150 clients are $250, or $150 a month, excuse me, and it goes up to about $1,000 a month uh, for per location. So it just kind of depends on how many clients you have on either the gym or the trainer side. Yeah, your pricing is, is, is well 
written and it's very affordable compared yeah, absolutely with the with the other software that but I have seen but yeah. you know you you just mentioned something about you know you had mentors mm-hmm. why did you get a mentor yeah, I mean, I, I don't think... Is it I, an early career or you still have mentors? I mean, yeah, I don't think I have mentors in the sense that like a lot of people do where they're, they'll be like, my mentor and I have a call every Tuesday and they just have that mentor call. I think I more have mentors in the fact that like I've just done a ton of networking in the, the startup space and I just know a bunch of people. So like, and I have an Excel sheet or now it's a Notion sheet, but a Notion sheet of like, if I need help with analytics, I call this guy. If I need help with this, I call this person. Like I have a guy that's like insanely good at, SaaS PR. So if I ever like, if we ever need to like do more PR, he's the guy I talk to, and I'll I'll email him like every eight months. So um, I've just had a lot of mentor. I I had the guy for analytics that did Airbnb's analytics for like three years, and his their SEO. So like, if I ever need SEO help, I'll shoot him an email. He'll answer my question. We're good to go. So I have like a. I don't have an official like mentor. You have weekly. a solid network. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I have, of, I have a good like of advisors and the people that they can jump in and actually help you out exactly and yeah. that's pretty good for any entrepreneur i'm sure you agree with that mm-hmm. to have that kind of network mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. like you know as you know networking is very important for any mm-hmm. entrepreneur yeah to get to know their colleagues to the people around them mm-hmm. and you know in in one day if you need help you can jump on it yeah one question that i always ask everybody that who are around Corey? who you surround yourself with well, when I'm because li- you yeah. had that experience, yeah, I yeah. can read in your eyes that, yeah. you know, this is so important that yeah. I always ask, who you hang out with? Well, when I lived in L.A., it was a little bit different. My friends were like kind of in tech, but like, you know, they're good people, but like they weren't in the startup scene per se. Um, regardless, I always surround myself with good people, like it's people that I can like trust and that are hardworking and ambitious and want to you know achieve their goals. But now that I'm in Austin, it's funny, like we have a a group chat of like 15 guys or girls, whatever. And everyone's like either a CEO or like somewhere high up in a tech company. And we didn't mean that, or like a VC. We didn't mean to do that. It just like, that's how Austin is. Like all my friends just happen to be like, like my good friends that I run the, uh, that I interview the, or have the podcast in the same studio of, um, they literally are like the CEO of this underground delivery uh, company. And then my other guy's like a top VC in Austin. It's just like, so pretty much all my friends here are like, VCs or startups. Um, and I've mainly gotten those. I actually, speaking of networking, I host, um, a monthly, uh, massive like VC uh, founder happy hour. Um, so I'll get like a hundred plus people together. We'll rent out. Like, really? That's gallery. monthly. I do it. I don't have it like a strict, like, I think it's kind of boring to do it. Like every Thursday, every fourth Thursday, yeah. it gets too like when is the next one? static. Uh, this Thursday, actually, yeah. Really? I'll, send, I'll send you an invite. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah there you go. I love to come. Yeah, yeah. So I'm hosting. I love networking, man. Do you know? Uh, do you know Mass Challenge? The, yes. The, yeah. So I'm hosting their um, their closing ceremonies for their little week they're doing this week. Um, so I'm hosting their happy hour at an art gallery in South Austin. So yeah, definitely. Um, Just shoot me the things. We go. get yeah. you know information. Yeah. yeah. I love that because the networking, as you know, right now is mm-hmm. not about selling. We were talking about that earlier. Yeah. It's all about getting to know, know each other and mm-hmm. helping one another. Exactly. Because yeah. you know, you know, you don't know when you all the experiences comes together, all the knowledge mm-hmm. comes together. This community can really, this entrepreneurship community can help a lot. Yeah, exactly. Because you are in the fitness, I'm into something else. The other, way, well, we all have that kind of really ecosystem going on mm-hmm. that we can help one another, and yeah. you know, we all we all grow. No, I 100% agree. I I always tell people that same thing. It's like, if you go to these meetups trying to like close a sale or like, you know, get an investment, you're never going to get it. Um, I find, I find my best 
networking connections are from like a cumulative, just being nice to someone and meeting them like 12 times. And they're like, Oh, actually I do. I actually invest in fitness and I would love to put in like hundred K and I'm like, cool. Um, I mean, I just, uh, I went to a networking event the other day that was in fitness. This guy's been inviting me for a while. I finally went, we hopped on a call together. I go to this meeting and then I met like this guy that now is introducing me to another guy that's probably going to invest in my company. And it's like, I wasn't trying to get an investment, but just just being active and friendly and not trying to sell. is just the way to do it. I think the the, the way you're doing it, you're really building the trust. Yeah, exactly. You're building the trust, which is most of the people they're missing on that. Mm -hmm. They they, they just want to go into the hardcore sales before even get to know the person and build because the time changed yeah it's different it's really different can't sell me this pen yeah. no it's <laughs> yeah, just like yeah, that yeah. like in a wolf of wall street send me this pen yeah it, it doesn't it doesn't work like that you mm-hmm. know but uh, now is, is the time to build that trust mm-hmm. in order to you know get something and work together and all that stuff yeah do you have any advice for the people that they're entrepreneurs and they're going to go into the app. I hear a lot of people, they're going to get into the app. Don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never do it. Yeah. They Don't all want to yeah. get into this, some sort of the app and they yeah. say, this is going to work. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. app is going to work. Yeah. We're going to make a million. Do you have any advice? Even before yeah. what they have to do. I'm not. That's not my expertise yeah, yeah, yeah. because you went through that. Maybe you have something to tell these people. I have lots listen. of advice. Everyone listen. <laughs> well, no, it's well, what's good is that I feel like when I started like started working in the startup space around 2015, 2016, apps were like pretty new around then. And everyone was like, I want to make an app. I want to make an app. That's died down a little bit. I feel like people are starting to be like, okay, it's a little bit harder than I thought. Um, my advice is always the same is like, just don't, don't do it. Like it, it really is exhausting because like then you, you, ha- you finally get the funds, you finally build the app and then you got to deal with Apple kicking your app off the app store. You got to deal with Android. Like we've, we've been dealing with Android for the last, usually Android's the chill one. The last three and a half months, we've been trying to get um, our homepage to allow that you can pull from Google Fit to um, pull like your sleep data and like your, um, like your heart rate and all that stuff. Um, and it's just like form after form and denial, denial. It's like, it's just, it's exhausting. Like we don't want the data. We want you to be able to use it. And so there's, there's a million reasons why it's, it's exhausting to have an app. I mean, my biggest advice is if you do want to have an app, make a very, very native web, uh, sorry, web native friendly, uh, mo- uh, website. So like you don't need people to go download a, um, an app on their phone to follow your business. Um, you can just make a really responsive website. And there's actually a lot of companies that I know of that want to make an app and it doesn't make any sense. Like um, you have to like put yourself in their shoes. Like if, for example, this podcast studio, like why would you guys have an app to book the podcast studio? Why wouldn't you just use a Calendly link? And I have people all the time tell me like, I'm going to make an app for this. And I'm like, that's, that's a waste of everyone's time. Like you don't need that. (laughs) So. Because I hear that you are right. A lot of businesses that I hear, they said, I want to have my own app for my business, but What, yeah. what you're saying that, yeah. what is the purpose? Exactly. What can you yeah. not do it with the responsive one-page side exactly. or something like that? Exactly, yeah. No, yeah. That, that's exactly what it is. I mean, you, you don't need, and I, I think about it too, it's like you have to go to the app store, you have to put your password in, you have to download, you have to make an account. It's like all those, all those steps, you're losing people in that churn. And then that's not even counting all the money it costs you to do that, dealing with the app stores. Like nine times out of 10, a responsive website is the answer and you don't need to have this like, you know, robust mobile app for what you're building. Yeah. Any other advice you have for entrepreneurs in your age? 
Um, I'm about to get to the 30 bracket though, so I don't know. We got we got a different young, bracket man. now. We gotta, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I would I would just say. Would you do Would you do the same if you go back 10 years ago? Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I, mean I, I would. I mean, well, I mean, no, I wouldn't do it the same. I would know exactly what I would do. That's what's funny. My friends and I talk all the time about like. If we started a company today, I could build this company I have now in like six months if I wanted to, because I just know all the steps I could take. So, um, yeah, if I could go back, I would still do it. Cause like, again, like I mentioned, um, like, you know, the hundred K a year versus this, like I've had buddies buying up real estate in Washington where I'm from. I've had buddies like buying boats and like super nice cars that like in jobs that I've turned down. Um, so it has been really exhausting to see that. But at the end of the day, it's like, the people I've met, the experiences I've had, like all the, you know, random startup weekends in Miami, all this stuff like that, that wouldn't be a part of my journey if I had just got my accounting degree and then became an accountant. So I would, I would definitely uh, still do it. Do you have any regrets? Uh, no, I mean, I, the, I, I don't know. <laughs> well, I, I, there's always the expression like there's no regrets. Like, I'm, I'm here where I here and where I am. My, my only regret is that, um, so we're an all-in-one tool, and if I could go back in time, I wouldn't have launched an all-in-one. I would have started with something as simple as like a really good calendar for booking and then built an all-in-one after, whereas we did it in an opposite way. We're currently building this awesome booking tool after we spent years building this massive all-in-one. And so I think I, that's another good piece of advice to entrepreneurs is that like if you want to have this robust all-in-one, it does everything tool, like you're going to spend millions of dollars just figuring out every single thing's bugs and every single thing, like how, how the features work for each different category. And if you just pick one category and build that and make that a single like $10 a month platform, you can get really good feedback and then expand beyond that and not do what I did, which is the all in one first and waste a lot of money and time. So that's my one regret that I know that that's amazing. And yeah. you know, my daddy always says just going back to that, that he says that an Eagle never goes after two rabbits. <laughs> That's pretty good. I went after like 15 rabbits. So. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. that's what he always says. He's got his eyes on one rabbit, and then he goes and get it, and then that that's what they do. And he always that. tells him, be in a yell. Yeah. And just don't just don't focus on that. But, you know, I, I really want to talk to you. You know, we have a lot to talk. I know yeah. that. But we're going we're gonna to visit again and yeah, talk. Absolutely. have another podcast. But I know you've been busy and running, and thanks for coming here. Yeah, absolutely. But anything, where do people, they can find you as a person to, if they need some question, mm -hmm. yeah, you for know, sure. because our listeners, our viewers, they might have some question for Corey. Where they yeah, can sure. find you? I mean, our socials for We Strive, our We Strive app. And then my social is, uh, I guess I'll do Twitter, uh, just Corey McCain. So, and then Instagram is Corey.mf, those my initials. So, Corey, thank you so much for being here. Sure. And I personally learned a lot from you Maybe and what you do. And, you know, I, I, you know see you on Thursday, definitely. Yep. You know, <laughs> get to know each other. <laughs> but, you know, I wish you the best. And I hope I see you here again. Absolutely. Thanks, Corey.